0: It's the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. It's that time of the week again as we talk BYU football with BYU team captain Connor Pay, talk about the win over Cincinnati, how he's going to spend his bye week, and a whole lot more ahead on today's show.
1: You are Locked On Cougars, your daily podcast on the BYU Cougars, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day we
0: What's up, everybody? I'm Jake Hatch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, resident BYU insider. Thank you for making Locked On Cougars your first listen of the day. A uh, lot to get to ahead on today's show, but a quick reminder, thank you for being everydayers with us here on the podcast. And hope you guys have a fantastic week. Whenever you watch and or listen to this, please continue to subscribe, rate, and review. Do all those things to help us build the audience on this platform, both YouTube and podcast-wise. And thank you in advance for the support of doing that. It's time now to welcome in Connor Pay, team captain for the BYU football program and our weekly guest here on the show connor what's up
1: how's it going jake good to see you man
0: good to see you uh so uh four and one on the season you guys have hit the bye week finally uh in your okay, guys, we'll start here when you guys look at the season ahead do you guys really go game by game or is there some thought ahead of the season like okay where could we pick up wins here and there do you guys do that because we do that in the media and also as fans all the time
1: no, it's always just next game okay. because so much can change week to week, mm-hmm. and so a lot of times looking farther ahead than your next game isn't very fruitful. Okay, <laughs> so Fair um, you know we kind of just focus right now. All our energy is focused on TCU.
0: Now, how how does it feel though to be four and one and know that hey, you're off to a pretty good start. All things considered, this season though,
1: good. It feels good. I think especially going into the bye week. You know, being four and one, that's something you can be proud of in our first, you know, season uh, in the Big 12. And so, kind of getting near that halfway point and uh, in a pretty good spot um, and getting a chance to rest, recuperate, recover for the next uh, section of our conference schedule. So, yeah, no, we're definitely proud of where we're at. <laughs>
0: Now I wanted to talk to you about the Cincinnati game for a minute. Here, you guys ended up winning that game thirty-five to twenty-seven. But Kalani Satake after the game, said he wanted you guys to finish that game better. And he talked about the fact that he had the snap go over the head of Keaton Slovis when you guys were on on the doorstep of potentially going up forty-two to twenty. Was that the message? Was he was he was he right when he said that? Hey, we need to finish games better.
1: Yeah, I think um, I think we definitely do because uh you know we had two opportunities really on offense to end that game um and you know we didn't get it done on either of them and you know then in between those two then the offense or the defense goes up and gives up a touchdown mm-hmm. you know and that's a position they should have never been in in the first place we should have just been able to end the game um or have scored again on that drive that you mentioned and so because there are flashes for us, especially of what we wanna be as an offense. And I think just doing that more consistently to finish out the game is I think he I think he hit the nail on the head. There's there was just so many positives to build on. It would have been nice to just keep building on those and finish it out a little better.
0: Now, 29, 29 minutes of that first half. I, I was watching this game, and I know that thousands of other BYU fans were either there in the stands <laughs> or watching this, and it, 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 was, it was it was rough. Uh, I'll be honest. It was rough watching you guys offensively in particular. But yeah. all, the, all of a sudden, you guys get the ball back. Uh, I think it was Keelan Marion returns that kick to like the 15 or 17-yard line, something like that. You have 36 seconds to work with, and I'm like, all right, let's see what they can do. They'll probably try one big pass, see what they can get going. And then four <laughs> plays later, you guys are in the end zone. What happened?
1: Yeah, no, that was a that was a huge drive for us because we were kind of we were sputtering a little bit mm-hmm. um, and just there's th- things were just off, especially in the passing game early. I feel mm-hmm. like especially on that first drive early on, we actually established the run pretty yeah. good. Um, we're getting chunk yards on each carry, and for some reason, the pass game just wasn't quite clicking. Um, and so that drive was huge to be able to go out and, and execute a few plays, um, get it in the end zone, and uh, you know then come out and strike first in the third quarter to go up by two scores. You know, and so that was that was a huge, that was a huge point in the game, and you know, uh, uh, at least in, in my time here. We've never had a scenario where it's been like, you know, oh, we can't go score here. Okay. It doesn't matter how much time's on the clock. We're going to try to get the ball in the end zone. And, and two minutes has been something we've been pretty good at um, in all my years here. And so it was it was no surprise for us. You know, to say, okay, boom, hit that first completion, get up there, run another play, boom, hit another one, call a timeout, run another play, and then finish it off with that uh, touchdown pass to Darius, so
0: – by the way, that 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 play to Darius, what an incredible play design! I know that you're an offensive lineman, so you're trying to you're doing your yeah. thing on. But did you have you rewatched that play and how how well it was executed?
1: Yeah, it was executed really well. You know those kind of natural screens that took place by the two outside receivers and let uh, you know Darius kind of slip away on a little bit of a delayed out and up. That was a that was a really cool play.
0: At some point, do you do you think that Aaron Rodrick would ever entertain like making Kingsley or somebody like that, an eligible tackle and running a play like that for them?
1: I don't know. I've been trying to get a play where I throw the ball okay. every year, <laughs> every single year, and A Rod and I draw it up every single year. And we're Like, okay, this is how we could do it. Mm-hmm. This is how we could do it, and then it just never ends up happening. So I don't know. I think would he do it? Yes, he comes up with all sorts of stuff all the time. Okay, we just haven't gotten a chance to.
0: Okay, fair enough. Uh, maybe one day. I guess we'll keep our. eye out. I, w- I-, I want to see number seventy slinging a pass down the field. That'd
1: be. <laughs> <laughs> so do I. I don't know if that one's going to happen. The Kaysley one's probably a little more realistic. But...
0: <laughs> <laughs> that, that works. Uh, but it, it, just overall, how are you? Guys, how are you guys feeling after that game against Cincinnati? Are you guys feeling like okay, we've accomplished what we wanted to accomplish, or is there still more to be done in your mind?
1: Uh, I mean, there's definitely still more to be done mm-hmm. in, in, in you know, the grand scheme of things, of looking at it uh, kind of in retrospect. But, you know, you have one job in this, and that's to win, and that's what we did. Um, and so we're proud of that. We're happy with it. You know, like, okay, maybe, you know, we didn't throw the ball as good as we wanted too early. Okay, we won. you know maybe we didn't run the ball as well at the end of the game as we should have okay we won you know and so and so there's there's kind of has to be you have all these underlying things like okay these are things we need to attack things we need to fix under the overarching umbrella of winning and losing right and and so um but we're all we're all happy obviously because we won but we also still have the understanding that there's so much we can improve on, which is exciting in a lot of ways. To be 4-1 in the season, have beaten some good teams, and uh, you know, there's still so much we can get better at. That's, that is exciting for us because it kind of gives us a vision of where we can go.
0: Well, in the immortal words of the great Al Davis, obviously, obviously longtime owner of the Oakland and Las Vegas Raiders, it's just just win, baby. Simple as that. It's all, just win. That's all that really matters. All right, I got a couple more questions about the Cincinnati game, and we'll also talk a little bit sure. about the bye week. We'll get to that here in just a minute, real quick. Need to get a word in though on one of our great sponsors. It's our friends over at Bird Dogs. Of course, Bird Dogs, of course, are here to make you guys look good. They have stretch khaki shorts, They're so designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and leg, giving you a truly sculpted look. The best part about this, they are do the exact same. Thing is, Lululemon, but fit way better, and they fit way better than regular shorts. They're made of stiff, restricting cotton. They have fixed that issue by inventing cloud knit fabric that makes it look just like khaki but stretches so you get that waist slimmer fit without having to sacrifice any of the movement. Bird Dogs also uses anti stink sweat wicking fabric that keeps you cool and dry all day long. And the best part is they are functional for any type of occasion out there, whether you're going out to golf, on a date, out for the night, uh, pool workout, lounging. Anything and everything. They've got it for you guys. So go to birddogs.com slash locked on college right now and enter the promo code locked on college at checkout for a free bird dog's water bottle with your order. That's birddogs.com slash locked on college for a free water bottle at checkout. You won't want to take your bird dogs off. We promise you.
1: It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA.
0: Continuing on now with Connor Pay right here on Locked On Cougars. And, Connor, uh, I rewatch every one of these games each week that we do the podcast. And I I go back and I just kind of try and watch it again to get this idea of how I feel about the game – in the moment, after having watched or been in person at the game, and then also how it may change or morph after the game is over, and rewatching this game against uh, Cincinnati, my personal opinion is it was the best cohesive rushing attack I have seen from you guys this season. I want your thought. What, what was it better, or what am I am I off base?
1: No, I agree with you, and um, especially on that first drive. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, as an, as an O-line, we really wanted to establish that early because this is a good run defense. Yeah, They were good, and, and uh, two of those D-linemen are NFL players. And so, you know, we knew we were going to have our uh, our work cut out for us, but, you know, we came out with our piss hot on that first drive, and, you know, we really wanted to um, get that going, and we did successfully. Yeah. <clears throat> um, and, you know, had a good 10 or 12 yard run, then three or four yards, then 10 more, mm-hmm. you know, and then, uh, um, you know, that, that freeze, that, f- uh, speed option play was one block away. Yeah. Um, that was the look we wanted. Um, but it was just one block out there on the edge away from being another great play that probably would have continued that drive. Um, then we threw a couple incompletions and unfortunately had to punt, but, um, just kind of at the start of that game, we were like, okay, it felt a little more like we got our swagger back a little bit as an O-line, you know, and kind of just, it just felt better. It felt like people were on the same page. Mm -hmm. Um, Then, you know, we kind of sputtered a little bit for, um, you know, a lot of reasons there in the uh, first and second quarter. I mean, didn't have the ball a lot for one. Um, And when we did, you know, went three and out, unfortunately. And so, up up until that two minute drive then I think we came out and you know ran the ball well again in the third quarter um hit a couple runs hit a few passes then bam we have a nice 25 whatever yard touchdown run by LJ you know and um you know I mean up until really the um you know the bad snap and then uh, a few of those um, kind of plays to just kill the clock at the end of the game where we lost yards on yeah. those just in an effort to run the clock down as much as we could. Um, you know, we, without those few plays, we would probably would have been well over 100 rushing yards. Um, and I think before the bad snap, we were averaging almost four, four to yeah. five yards a carry. Um, and, and so, like, yeah, those, those couple negative plays there at the end kind of statistically pulled it down. Uh, a little bit but you know I think uh, I think we we got a little bit back to where we want to be and I, I thought it was a really positive thing for us as a group just to build on because that was the most challenging run defense we had faced up until that point and it was you know the group that we had you know at least been able to establish the run the best against which is was encouraging for us obviously
0: now I'll um, oh, go ahead no, that was it. Go ahead. Well, so I, I love the fact you use the term "get your piss hot" because that's an old uh, Coach Holiday. <laughs> were, were you there for Coach Holiday guy Holiday when he was there? Did you guys ever cross paths? Uh,
1: I know who he is. Okay, I don't know him personally.
0: He was the one that kind of – he used it on social media all the time and it was just an absolutely awesome line. And So I, I'm glad that it, that it lives on in the BYU football program. With that, I'm sure it lives on in other places as well. But uh, it's one that I will forever associate him and BYU with because he used that term all the time. But then you also, talk, <laughs> also talked about the fact that L.J. Martin, he busts that touchdown run. It was third and 13. Like, I, I'm, trust me, I'm watching the game and I'm like, all right, they're going to run the football here. They're going to set up for a field goal. And all of a sudden he reels off. It was like 25, 27 yards to the end zone. What in the world happened on that play?
1: Um, you know, I think we got we got a good look. Mm-hmm. And and really we weren't even we weren't even going for the field goal now. We wanted okay. to set up. We wanted to set up cuz we were kind of where we were at it was a long field goal a little bit in no man's land. Mm-hmm. Um kind of just right on the edge. Um and we knew a good play, you know, get us 7 8 yards would set us up for a good chance to go for it on fourth down. Okay. Um, or, or if it was just a little bit outside where we wanted to be Mm -hmm. kicking much easier field goal. Okay. Um, and, and so, you know, but we just, we got the look we wanted. Um, and you know, the, they did, they did a little, a little bit of a, a stunt on the D line, um, where, you know, the nose guard kind of went to Paul a little bit, um, which freed me up to climb to, uh the will linebacker who was, who was bailing with a route. Yeah. Um, and so uh, he was already 10, 15 yards down the field in coverage. And so I was able to go just get, just get just enough of him uh, to where he couldn't bring LJ down. And then LJ did the rest bouncing off that safety. And uh, you know, I, I mean, our, our job, if we're doing our job perfectly as an O line, the running back gets clean to the safety. Yeah. I right? like that's, that's our job. And, and and sometimes it doesn't uh it doesn't always work out but they're they're on scholarship to break tackles right mm-hmm. and so you know l j did exactly what he was supposed to do on that we were able to get him free to the safety there was great blocking on the perimeter too and uh he was able to break a tackle and uh you know get into the end zone so
0: well, and see, that's, that's the fun part about it is when you guys block stuff up like that, it's awesome to see it do it. And you talk about the fact that players have to make individual plays. Running backs have to break tackles. It's, it's, this, yeah. it's simple math. You have a one-on-one. If, in the ideal world, a running back will have a one-on-one matchup, and the idea is, okay, you beat that guy, you're going you're gonna to have a good chance. That's exactly what LJ did on that individual play. Uh, and yep. then, so the ecstasy of that play as compared to – and you've been a center. When you snap a ball over a guy's head, there's probably no worse feeling as a center, I'm guessing.
1: No, no, that's 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 the worst because I mean, it's just it's so isolating,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, because it's just like, well, you screwed the pooch on this <laughs> one, and everybody knows it was you. Yeah, and uh, there's no way around it, and it's and it's just it's a devastating play too, mm-hmm. just because you know, okay, maybe you hold somebody or something like that. Okay, ten yard penalty, replay the down is you could lose who knows how many yards on a play like this, and mm-hmm. and you lose the downs. Right. So, you know, it's tough. And, um, and you know, I know Paul was pissed about it, but, uh, um, you know, it happens. It happens to the best of us. You know, my first snap ever as a starting center was at Utah State in 2021. Midway through the year, James had just gotten hurt. Mm-hmm. My very first snap ever went right over Baylor's head. Oh, geez. And thank heaven Utah State was offsides on that play, so we ended up getting five yards. And I never had a snap like that again. Thank heaven, but so I got bailed out by the by the football gods. But uh-huh. um, you know it is. It's kind of a gut wrenching feeling to kind of turn around and you see the quarterback running back and diving on the ball, and you're just like, oh crap.
0: Well, okay, here's the thing. Do you, do you know when you do it? Does that make sense? Cause I, I, I here's the question. Like did, did Paul know he did it in the moment or did he turn around and like, Oh no, okay.
1: no. It's like, I mean, sometimes when you release it, you can be like, okay, that one might be a little high. You got can it. just kind of feel it. Yeah. But sometimes when you're in the heat of the moment, you've snapped so many times. It's just muscle memory. Got it. For whatever reason, one just got away from him mm-hmm. on that one. And you know, he had no idea we were just blocking the play and, so you know that's a, that's a tough one you know i've been i've been there and so you know that that's that's a tough one but uh you know and every center in the world has done it yeah. you know oh. at least at least once and you know, I'm glad he did it in the win. Now he can never yeah. do it again.
0: <laughs> sure, that, that, that's, that's the good point. Yeah, you, you still got the W, all things considered. Now, the other yeah. thing I was going to ask you about, you talked about earlier about your two-minute offense, and you guys feel very comfortable in it. I totaled it up, but they actually mentioned it at one point during the game. Uh, your four touchdown drives offensively you guys had in that game, do you know how much time it took off the game clock for you guys to score all four of those TDs by chance?
1: Couldn't have been more than seven or eight minutes.
0: Seven minutes, 22 seconds. Like the people are, I know the people are going to be like, okay, well, time of possession, time of possession. If you're scoring four touchdowns, 28 points in less than eight minutes of game time, that's pretty darn efficient.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, this, uh, it is. And we're the one thing that is interesting is we're we are an efficient offense mm-hmm. right now when it comes to like points per play. Yeah. We're, we're up there, mm-hmm. you know, as, as one of the better offenses, you know, and it's just, it's just sustaining those drives. You know, we just need more plays. We need more snaps um in the games you know we gotta we gotta eliminate these three and outs
0: what what's the biggest thing for that is because it, it, i know i talk they talk all the time i've heard from your coaches all the time you guys want to get ahead of the sticks in, in an ideal world yeah. is it what second and five like wh- what what would set up you guys up for success in your mind to avoid more three and outs
1: yeah i think definitely not getting behind the sticks is mm-hmm. probably the biggest thing because our conversion rate you know, on third and medium, the third and short is really good.
0: Okay,
1: um, it's when you're when you're consistently in third and eight, nine, ten. That's when it gets a little dicey. It's a little challenging to com- convert those. And so, you know, anytime you can get chunk yards, whether even if it's just three or four mm-hmm. on first down, then that sets you up to as long as you just don't go backwards. Yeah, right. And it's just if you can just get positive yards on each play you know, with a minimum of maybe two or three on first down, get you, you get you a second and seven, get a few more yards to get you to a second and three or, or a third and three or four. That's way more manageable than, you know, a third and nine. And so I think that's some, I think mean, that's definitely something we're trying to do better um, as an offense is just getting ahead of the sticks and not, uh, not staying out of those third and long situations.
0: Alright, we will wrap up this edition of BYU Football with Connor Pay here in just a moment. We'll talk a little bit about the bye week, obviously. No game this week, but we'll talk about what the plans are for the rest of the week. We'll get to all that here in just a moment. Real quick, let's get a word in on our friends over at FanDuel. Of course, you can snap into action with the NFL this season with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers, you can bet $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. As simple as that. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get on the action than doing it right now and the app is really easy to use my friend there's a wide range of betting options including spreads player props over unders and many many more so take advantage today visit fanduel.com locked on and kick off the nfl season with our friends at fanduel their official partner of The NFL. Today's show is also brought to you by our friends over at UCCU. We've been talking about UCCU for months now. They have the mobile banking app that pays your entire family to learn about money. Of course, we may not always know everything we need to know about money, but learn and earn is what they're calling it. It breaks down those financial topics into fun, bite sized educational games like quizzes and trivia. And every time a member of your family completes a topic, you earn points that accrue and can be redeemed for gift cards to stores like Amazon, Apple, Sephora, Walmart, Nike, and many, many more. There's age appropriate content for every member of the family who can compete against one another, and track their progress on leaderboards and is available inside the UCCU mobile banking app so you can play at any time, anywhere. The more you play, the more you learn, and, of course, the more you learn, the more you earn. It's all courtesy of UCCU Learn and Earn, part of UCCU's award-winning Be Money Smart Youth Banking Program, helping kids, teens, and parents have fun while becoming financially literate together. It's all courtesy of UCCU Love Where You Bank. All right, wrapping things up on this edition of Locked On Cougars, BYU football with Connor Pay right here on Locked On Cougars. And uh, when it comes to uh, the bye week, Connor, I hear all the time, you talked about it, you you need to relax a little bit, you need to recover, you need to rejuvenate a little bit. But what's the biggest thing that you want to accomplish during the bye week in your mind?
1: Um, I think, you know, just building upon the positives from the Cincinnati game. Okay. Um, You know, just... Uh, Because we're going to, you know, you can't just take a whole bye week off. You'll come back on Monday sluggish, out of touch, and you have to spend that whole week getting back to where you were Mm -hmm. rather than moving forward. And so we're going to practice hard um, the first half of this week and then kind of taper it off the back half of this week. But um, I think just working on those initial first and second down plays and getting ahead of the sticks and – you know, just improving our consistency as an offense because there's times where we just aren't playing very well and then there's times where, you know, we'll go on a four or five drive stretch where we look like the best offense in the country. Um, And so I think it's just closing the gap between those two things and improving our consistency um, is, I think, going to be a huge thing that we want to accomplish this week where, you know, in the bye week it's a good chance to do get ahead on TCU, do a little bit of self-scout, Kind of finds your tendencies, strengths, weaknesses, that kind of stuff, and really kind of pinpoint some of those things and help close that gap a little bit.
0: Well, you may have already answered my next question. I was going to ask you how much of this week is you guys working on yourselves versus uh, actual preparation for TCU.
1: I think it'll be split pretty okay. evenly today. Today was mainly you know focusing on us just mm-hmm. because you know the coaches need a couple days to kind of get through the TCU tape and. Yeah kind of formulate their game plan because normally on a normal week, we wouldn't, we would just have a walkthrough on Mondays. We wouldn't have a practice okay. just so the coaches have that extra time to get the game plan going. Then, mm-hmm. you know, we call it bloody Tuesday on Tuesdays where it's a, it's a full padded practice balls to the wall, like okay. going for it. And that's what tomorrow will be. Um, even though it'll only be like a little bit of TCU game plan. It won't be as much, mm-hmm. Um, just because we have double the time to do it. So the coaches are going to do their due diligence and uh, prepping the game plan. So,
0: Bloody Tuesday. Who came up with that? I don't know.
1: I don't know who came up with it originally. That's just always something, you know, we just kind of, I don't know. It's just kind of always been that bloody Tuesday. That's what it is. <laughs> it's kind of a, it's a, it's a brutal day, well, but it's a necessary day.
0: It, it, it makes sense, but it's just—it's a unique name. I've—I've I've never heard it referred to as that. So that's awesome. That's—I guess some information we, we learned on today's show, obviously. <laughs> now, now you talk about tapering off the back half of the week. Uh, you guys do have some downtime, obviously. What will you be doing with your downtime this week?
1: Um, you know, it'll be a good chance for me to go watch my brother, and little brother, play. Yeah. Uh, and. Uh, you know, I think that's because I haven't, I haven't been able to go in the last few weeks. to have either been out of town and then this last week we played on a Friday night. So it'll be fun to go um, watch him. And uh, I think uh, I'm going to go spend a little time with family, you know, go see my sister, you know, because I she don't get to see her very often. And, you know, kind of just spend time with my family is kind of the way that I like to – Know kind of rejuvenate and recuperate, just because my time with them is very limited during the season.
0: Sure, uh, you talk about going to see your brother play. I was going to ask you this, like, so your dad's a coach as well at Lone Peak. Obviously, your brother Austin mm-hmm. is a starting offensive lineman. So, was 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 the entire family watching your brother play? Were they watching Lone Peak football with? No, no. Okay.
1: So my mom, my mom came to my game. Okay. Um and then my dad my dad came for the second half of our game because Got their it. game was over.
0: Got it, okay. So because
1: they started at 7, we didn't start till 8.15. They finished around 9.30, so my dad was able to race over after their game and catch the second half of my game. And Austin, Austin didn't come, though, and I didn't expect him to. pretty beat after uh, sure. uh, playing his own game and getting schmacked. So okay. he was probably pretty frustrated and yeah. probably just wanted to go home. Anyway, he, hey, so I don't blame him. Uh, but yeah, no, we were split until the second half.
0: Okay, I, I was going to ask about that cause I, the, like, obviously, when you have those Friday games, it can be tough. People have got to decide yeah. what they're going to do. I, I just wondered if your family was like watching your brother play in person while having you up on like a phone or something like that. But good to hear that. <laughs> good to hear, be there in person, at least or at least part of it. That's always a positive yeah. with regards to that. Now, also, uh, you talk about spending time with family. Uh, when it comes to the to the pay family dynamic, what do you guys like to do when you're together?
1: Um, well, honestly, as funny as it is, a lot of it is spent watching football.
0: Okay. So it's still football. Okay. Got it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So it was fun on, uh, you know, on Saturday and, uh, and on Sunday, you know, after watching the conference sessions and stuff, it was, we were watching football.
0: Okay.
1: You know? And so, and, uh, you know, anything we, honestly, it's not, we're not super pressed about what it is as long as we're just doing it together. Yeah. All right, as long as it's just something everybody can agree on that they want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and thankfully, my mom loves sports and loves watching football, so it's it's pretty easy. Like, on Sundays, we'll all sit down and watch. Like, this week, we were able to watch Blake play mm-hmm. um, in his first start ever yeah. against Puka and then watching Zach play last night. You know, it was a lot of fun, so...
0: that's awesome. It's good that your mom's a good sport about it, obviously, because football is like part of it. Oh, she loves it. That's good. Trust me. I was just thinking about that. I'm like, your dad was an offensive lineman who played in the NFL. You're obviously on your way to the NFL. You've got two younger brothers (laughs) who have looks like pretty prolific careers in their own right. I'm like, if your mom does not like football, she's a really, really good sport, all things considered.
1: Yeah, basketball is her favorite, but okay. she does
0: love football. Okay,
1: specifically March Madness.
0: All right. Well, I think all of us. She loves
1: March Madness.
0: I think all of us. March Madness is is our favorite. Let's let's be let's be real. It's
1: true. It's true.
0: Now, I, a couple of other things I want to ask you real quick. Uh, you yeah. talked last week about your dad getting mad at you guys during conference. Did we have? Did, we, did it did it happen this this year? Did he, did he fall asleep on you guys? Oh, did it ever? <laughs>
1: So Hold on, man. Hold up.
0: Okay. Oh, we got a picture of this now. All right. Let's see what we got
1: here. He's going to be upset that I uh, <laughs> show this picture.
0: Oh, there you go. You got uh, during him during the oh conference my gosh. session. If you're listening to this on the regular, if you're listening to this on the regular podcast feed, you're not going to see that picture. But it's worth checking out the YouTube version to see that to see that <laughs> alone.
1: And if you notice what is in his hand, he is breaking down film for their next game. <laughs>
0: Ah, trying to multitask
1: conference he's multitasking which he was still paying attention He Uh was still paying attention okay but yeah no he uh he i was playing solitaire on my phone and he snapped a picture of me and was like well i caught you playing solitaire and i was like okay game on so the second the second he fell asleep i got uh my phone it. out and took a picture.
0: <laughs> okay. Uh, and then also, uh, early favorite talk from conference in, in your, for you?
1: Oh, man. I mean, President Nelson's was great, obviously. Sure. Um, I really liked Bishop Waddell's talk. Okay. Um, and... Uh, yeah, I would say either Elder Oak or President Oak's or Bishop Waddell's talk okay. kind of tops it for me.
0: Way well, hey, Think so ce- far. Hey, trust me, and we'll all go back, obviously. We all we all do yeah. that. But the, the the whole think celestial thing, it's stuck it's stuck in my mind. Obviously when President Oh yeah, Wilson that was speaks.
1: the joke going around the locker room today. <laughs> I'm sure like someone said so. a cuss <laughs> word or something, hey, think celestial. <laughs>
0: Hey, does that? Okay, here's the thing: Do the guys that aren't necessarily members of the church do they understand the whole dynamic of that? You have to, you have to clue them in. Oh, they figure it out. I mean, we explained it to them. (laughs) Okay. Like obviously they're forced
1: to take religion classes at BYU. Is they know who President Nelson is and they know that it's important and stuff. Uh And so most a good chunk of them watched conference anyways. And so you know, like hey, thanks celestial. That was that was going around the locker room today. What other college football team in America could you find that?
0: Uh very few if any, honestly.
1: SBU maybe <laughs> if you even count that as a college.
0: Yeah, even though they're D3 or whatever they are. Are they NAIA? I don't remember what they are. I don't know. They're smaller than 80% of the high schools here though. Yep. So yeah, I I'd have a hard time counting that. Uh, yeah. So yeah, probably a good point. Yeah, there's literally probably literally no other football program in the country that would have that. <laughs> if 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 what was then Rick's college now BYU Idaho still had a football program, they'd probably be the only other one.
1: It's true.
0: All right, so there you go. It's true. All right, Connor. Uh, any parting words of wisdom you've got for us outside of Think Celestial?
1: I don't think I can say it better than President Nelson, so. Okay,
0: we'll leave, we'll leave thanks, it there. Thanks
1: Celestial, everybody. <laughs>
0: All
1: right. Especially when it comes to your opinions of BYU football.
0: <laughs> well, I, I like that. All right, well. Faith, hope, and charity. Yes, exactly. We will In re- your Twitter comments. <laughs> 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 oh, my gosh, that's awesome. All right, well, we will reconvene next week. We'll talk about you guys renewing acquaintances <laughs> with TCU, obviously, Old Mountain West and WAC rival. We'll talk about that next week. But, Connor, thanks, as always, for taking the time.
1: Yeah, of course. Thank you.
0: All right, that's Connor Pay. I'm Jay Catch. Of course, a big thank you to all of you for making Locked On Cougars your first listen to that. thank you to all of you who are every day is with us here on the podcast as well. Until next time, uh, until tomorrow, actually, I should say, have a great rest of your day. This has been the Locked On Cougars podcast. See ya.
1: The NCAA tournament is almost here and listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need